Welcome back to North London's most read episode, I don't know, series 2. 2-2 two, two draw. Crystal Palace. Vieira comes back. We field zero midfield. We draw. What do you think? I'm pissed off, man. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that game. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot and there's a not a lot because... um. There's a lot of stuff to say. To be fair. You know what? I think it's ironic that we had the whole Arteta era in one game there. It yeah, was the, we no, had, that's true. It was like a nice little movie. If you had to rant, like, you know, when you pack in the whole adventure into one 90 minute movie mm-hmm. that you can sell to the Sonys and the 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 Warner Brothers, that was it. Yeah. That's literally the whole story in their one. At the beginning, we go up ahead, looks really positive for the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Arteta might actually have something here. The hope phase of the mm-hmm. grief getting over period. When we lose the ball, um, well, I mean, you know what I mean, we lose the control of the game. And it looks like they really could get an equaliser in before the end of half time. We don't end up conceding, but Ramsdale is a couple fairly basic saves and one decent one off the corner. Yeah, it comes back. And as soon as the first goal goes in, I can tell that everyone's reaction, it kind of might as well as they are, oh, okay, again, not again, again. And it, you can't even say that we didn't even deserve to get scored on there because we did. We did. They should have won today. They should have won today. Yeah. 100%. And then the second goal goes in, and then we hit the next part of the grief period, which is the, well, the anger and then the sadness <laughs> and depression of, of the Arteta era, which is, of course. The, the apathy is the most, un- and the unsurprisement at it. It's like, okay, this happened again. This is one of them ones. Um, and then the rescue at the end, which makes it like not quite bad enough for Arteta to lose his job, to then restart yeah. the game again with the nice part that will happen briefly Clean before it gets bad again. It's a, it's a repeating cycle. And it's funny because the commentators today at the start of the game were like, oh, it looked bad for Arsenal at the beginning. But now this team looks like it's gelling yeah. together. And it's like, you yeah. don't see the games. You've just seen the form table. Yeah, 100%. And the Brighton game, we should have lost the Brighton game as well. And also, like, how the fuck are we celebrating a 2-2 draw? Like, fair enough for Lacazette, because I know that he's he's been in He changed it when he came on. Yeah, you yeah, know, 100%. But all, all I'm trying to say is, like, fair, I don't blame him celebrating, but how are we, like, celebrating on the sidelines when we got a 2-2 draw at home? Like, me and you were saying, like, when we were talking about games that we needed to win, this was a must-win game. Because we're at home and we're against Crystal Palace and no offence to Crystal Palace they're not like world beaters are they they've got a new manager they've got a new identity and stuff like that but they outplayed us today yeah how are they doing that when they spent less this summer than we have and they've had way less time to impose their team they rebuild they have like 10 new players we've had a rebuild every year for the last 4 years and we still can't put a team together that can get top 6 yeah and and the only, the only reason that we got that second goal was because they dropped deep and they let us attack like, because if, if, if they played how they were playing in the second half and most of the first half, they'd have beaten us 3-1. They'd have scored another goal in the counter-attack. But for some reason, they thought that our attack's so shit that we won't, won't score. And that was just a stupid mindset and approach to have. But that's, you know, Vieira's a new manager. He's going to be naive. And he, he'll learn a Yeah, lot but you can say naive, but he outplayed us today. Out-tacticked us. No, no, I know. But I'm, I'm saying, like, in that stage of his development and stuff like that, like, he, he it was naive for him to do that. Like, we were there for the taking. Like, the fans were getting toxic as fuck. And not toxic in a bad way because they deserved it because they were trying to get the players to attack and we weren't attacking at all. And we were just passing it back, passing it back and doing all the Arteta bullshit that we normally do. But they could have played on that. If they if they went for it in the last 10 minutes, the fans would have been on the players. There'd be more pressure. There'd be more mistakes. And they'd have scored another goal, I'm sure. It's, um, you know... I, I draw similarities in the lineup to the England lineup that drew um, last weekend. In that, it was the lineup that everyone wanted because it had all the attacking yeah. players in the team, you know, one less holding midfielder. And then people will say Odegaard was that other, you know, deeper person. But 
yeah. I think his instincts are always going to be attacking. So you, it's not the same as playing Sambi as Odegaard there, mm-hmm. which is like as as much as everyone likes Sambi. Everyone wants all the attacking players on the pitch. The same reason that yeah. everyone was super excited when Southgate put Mount, Foden, Sterling, Kane, everyone else on the same time. And with that England game, with all that attacking prowess and talent, came a lacklustre performance. We, they couldn't move it up the pitch and they struggled and they couldn't win. Yeah, and this time that? we've right. got the same sort of... We've put all the players on. Smithrow, Odegaard, Pepe, Saka, Bamiyan. And they haven't been able to find a way forward. And what's what's the one thing that's common with both them two teams? Both got bang average managers. Well, in our case, a very poor manager. And Southgate's absolutely bang average. And there's no style of play. There's no identity. And that's why results like this happen. But if you if we'd won today, what would you have said about Arteta? Well, I'm still Arteta out. I've been Arteta out for ages. You know, I've been Arteta sure. out. But, but like, you can't you can't be shouting Arteta out when you're winning games and drawing games. Like. Well, you can. I'm saying like, you you can be shouting it, but you it it, it looks stupid. But like, at the same time, I've I've haven't changed my stance. I've always been Arteta out. Even if we win the next five games, I'm still Arteta out. But I'm not going to shout it as much because you can't really like if you if you win it win a game if you're just being negative and toxic for no reason. It's it's not it's not a good look, you know. You can have your viewpoint. I think that Arsenal players see how. A good example is the commentator. Look at the form yeah. table. They've won four at their last five or whatever. They're not no. fans. They don't watch it, man. They don't. Honestly, it's not looked good. When we beat Burnley in Norwich, it was because we got goals that sometimes don't happen. And apart from that, there wasn't a load of under times. They could easily have been nil nils. They could have also scored. When we beat Spurs, that was a great game. Fully deserved win. That was a fantastic but, performance. But the thing is that, that that was to do with how poor Spurs were at the same time. Like, although that you can say that, like, and if you watch all our three goals, they are, like, they're not routine goals. They are, like, moments of brilliance or they're, like, lucky kind of moments in a game. And that's not to say, like, we got luck in that game, but, like, it, for three of them goals, I'd say, like, at least two of them were quite lucky. Like, I'm not lucky that. So, Aubameyang mishits his left foot shot, it goes in the corner. Sack, like, Kane falls over in the box, Saka gets through and scores. Like, them two things don't normally happen. The Smith-Rowe goal is the only goal that's actually well worked and actually looked like a routine structured goal, you know? So the point is, that was a really good game, so I'm not going to throw out any shade for that. But I think the recent results over for, um, are higher points than perhaps that if you played those games 20 times, you'd get on average. So when you look at the form table and you see all these points, it's like, okay. Also, the forgetting that um, we lost the first three games of the season. And we should have lost to Brighton as well. So, 100%. it's so easy for us to come in and be like, oh, we didn't play properly well and be reactionary after a loss or a draw even. It feels like a loss because if we're going to come top six, and I don't think anyone in their right minds would look at that team that we put out today and go, that's not a top six team. It is a top six team. It is, it is. That was a full squad. That was the boys that were ready to go. Got players that played yeah. for Atletico, Aubameyang, two of the top youth players of England's generation. A really solid defence. A keeper that gets called up for England. I understand not capped, but he'll get there. Mm-hmm. A £72 million winger. This is a team that should be competing. And I'm not even... I, and I have exaggerated that by just saying the £72 million winger instead of talking more about <laughs> yeah. Pepe. I get that. I am clickbaiting it a bit. But when you look at that team, you can't think that's a team that should be mid-table. Or struggling against mid-table, like traditionally mid-table teams. Uh, and players like Edouard, Ritz us apart. 
Plus, like Gallagher ripped us apart. It's because we've got no like the players don't know what they're doing. Like Arteta just barks orders, but he's got no structure, no system. Like we're just not a fluid team. Like when you watch us play, we're just not fluid. Like we've been fluid for forty-five minutes of seven Premier League games. Like, so what's the how? What? Why? Why did that happen? Not the others. What do you mean? When you say we're fluid for forty-five minutes, in your eyes, for that forty-five minutes, what was different? What and how could that be uh, made more permanent? Well, I th- I think the main thing is that like it was a derby, the players were up for it. And I'm not going to blame the players. Yeah, but who like, isn't up for it on a normal game? But I I don't know. Like I genuinely just don't think that. I think Arteta is a good man manager potentially. Um, you know, apart from sometimes with like the younger players like Saliba and Guendouzi, but like I just don't think he's tactically very good. And I think that's what it boils down to. I don't think I don't look at him like a Klopp and. Guardiola and I like, just think that he can improve a team like we've got we've regressed so much attacking wise since he came like so much like even like our defence is like the one shining light for Arteta that he's had pretty decent defence like we had a third best uh, Premier League defence last season but that's going to shit now do you know what I mean if we don't have the defence then potentially we could even have a worse season than last season which I don't think I would say that we've got a bad defence we were very confident on the defence a few games back there was a, I, I was disappointed with Gabriel Solette. Benteke passed for the goal. and That was weak. He looked slow there. He looked so And slow. I was disappointed in Partey for... But to be honest, I, I can't Partey. believe that no one was screaming, man on, when these if boys were coming. If you watch that, though, like, he literally... He had his back to the player, and he took one touch and tried to get rid of it really quickly. Like that, That's... The only way that's avoided is if he gets a shout and he does a one-touch pass quickly. But he... he was yeah, so, but... He was so, so it, shit I... I, I and I'm annoyed at the team for not doing that. Yeah. But it's still sloppy. And it shouldn't happen. Not if you want to get like... Okay, so we said how important the game, the Crystal Palace game is. And I get that, I get that, I get that. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not, but it is, but they all are. Do you know what I mean? It's not like that's a solely important game and none of the others matter and all this stuff. It does. They all matter. Especially if you want to get top four. You've basically got to win all of those home games against bottom, yeah. uh, bottom 12 people. Go win all of them. If you want to come top six, you've got to win almost all of them, which we've managed to already not do, um, you know, a couple of times. And that's unless we plan on beating Leicester, Everton, Aston Villa, and Wolves, we're not going to make up for this. And you have to do that if you want to come above these clubs and reclaim your spot in the European qualifying. It's simple as that. You, I don't think anyone's expecting us, or I would like to, but I'm not banking my future on us getting top four this year. That will no, be the won't. next year goal that I will stick to rigidly. Not with this manager. Not with this manager but, at all. But this doesn't look like a team that's going to get into the top six. It looks like we're fading off being a top six challenger already. We're, we're already celebrating... we're making points back now that even if we'd won today, we'd have been a couple of points, two, three points off. And celebrating a 2-2 draw against... I get why you'd be relieved because it was a loss, right? And the emotions run high at the end. It'd be a horrible... If we'd conceded at the last minute, they'd have been upset about the 2-2 draw. I think that's just the the primacy of it. But it's still a disappointing result and I don't think any of the squad will say that they were happy with it. And if they do, then that's the wrong mindset. Yeah, and I think the worst thing about it is that we've got Aston Villa on Friday and I feel like this gives them a lot of confidence coming into this game that they can get a result now. I'm not to say that they wouldn't have confidence before, but it gives that extra edge for them mm-hmm. for when we play them. And it just puts a negative undertone um, in the next game, the next home game. The fans will be pissed off that we drew today when we should have won. 
well, you know, Crystal Palace have played us, but I mean, like, in general, because we're a bigger team, we should have beaten Crystal Palace today. Mm-hmm. It's the expectation when you go to the Emirates. And then, it, you know, it, it shouldn't have been like this today. Like, we scored an early goal and we should have kicked on from that. Yeah. Like, and I just... We've done it before. Like, when we've scored early goals under Arteta, we just don't... No, there was more opportunities as well. There was one that Smith throws shot where he could have passed to Pepe. Pepe lost the ball so many times. There could have been so many more things there. Aubameyang, towards the end of the game, missed a, a ball that came into him that should have been buried. It was a good finish for the goal, though. I'll give him that. Uh, I'm really frustrated with how wasteful Pepe's been. And people say yeah. that he set up the goal inadvertently. It was a shot on goal. It just happened to go afterwards. He didn't get qualified. Uh, he didn't get the assist for it. No, I really... Uh, having he, he finished the last season really strong and mm-hmm. got 10 Premier League goals. Good stats. But he's been so poor. And even if he does pop up with a goal, it's, it's a goal plus 10 men. And it's not that good a deal. Yeah, I, I think the problem you have with Pepe is that like he's not... In a, in a weird way, he's not really like built for a team. He's more of an individual that isn't good enough individually to be an individual, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like a Ronaldo or a Messi where they can kind of get away with that kind of individual brilliance, he hasn't got that and he's not good at team stuff, like, you know, playing players in and he's, he's not like good at that kind of thing he can only like one in ten games bang a goal in the top corner and that that's not good enough mm-hmm. and you need someone that's more consistent and someone that has got better technical ability and won't lose the ball 50 times in a game it's, it reminds me of little he's like a worse version of Raheem Sterling like Raheem Sterling's a terrible player but he'll score goals and he'll get assists but they're terrible footballers do you know what I mean? I know that you say this about... I'm, uh, we disagree on Raheem Sterling, but I know what you're t- the point you're trying to make. I know what you're trying to make. He will lose the ball often, but then when he pops up, it's all good. And he's got the other stuff as well. Uh, but the things we've seen him be able to be so good on the ball and do his other stuff from the highlights and the stuff from when he was uh, in France. So it's just frustrating to... And I know he's been asked to play as part of a team, but if you can play as an individual, that should be the easiest part of the team stuff. It's... Being individual is hard. Being part of a team is a lot easier because you've got 10 other people to back you rather than having to go out and adventure on your own. It's just disappointing. I'm frustrated and I really want this to succeed. He's pro- he's potentially my favourite player because on his best moments are the highest highs in the game. Like There's some of the best moments when he gets it right. But it's what you lose when you don't get it right and what the opportunity cost of replacing that with someone like Smith Rowe that you know is going to bring something on the left or a sacker that's going to, you know, be better on the right, but having something else there. And I want him to come good. I want him to come good. I'm just losing my patience. I do too. And I think that this is, we've said it a lot and we've said it again, but I genuinely feel like this is the last season for him. If it doesn't click this season, I think he'll be gone. But who would take him? And how much? Who would pay anything for him? Well, I, I don't necessarily think someone in the Premier League would take him, but I do think like abroad, uh, back in the French League, um, I think he, he would have some suitors, definitely, um, with how he played in the French League before mm-hmm. for Lille. I, I definitely think there'll be teams that would go for him, especially now that like COVID's becoming less and less of a thing. Um, just to get your thoughts, like, what did you think about the MacArthur challenge on Saka? Someone just was... click- kicked him. Yeah, did you think it was a yellow? Do you think yellow was appropriate? or Does that count as violent conduct in your opinion? It's harsh. I, I feel like 10 years ago, like definitely not. That's not a red card. Not at all. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 
that's the kind of decision that we'd get that was a red card. So I feel like if you're being consistent, it's kind of they either don't ever give a red card for that, or they give a red card every time for that, and that's the thing that pisses me off. It's, it's just, just a, never consistent. What was he trying to do? Well, I mean, he's he he's, he probably tried to. He had a bit of rage, and he tried to injure Saka, and he successfully did that. So there was no attempt to play the ball. No. There was no. The ball was in the air when he did it. Ball was not on the ground where he was striking. There's no, there's no constructive, productive thought process behind that, and that's more important than the action. Like if you break someone's leg going for an honest challenge, it's not an offence to me. It's, it's not good. Well, and you should feel. A few weeks ago, didn't it, you should that? be racked with guilt if you like. Uh, if you're a good person, you'll be guilty, right? You'll feel horrible, but you haven't acted maliciously. So your conscience is clear in that you didn't do something bad to try and do something bad and it's unfortunate and it does happen on occasion but yeah. if your mindset is i'm taking this kid out i'm gonna do his leg in that's a malicious mindset that's a an intent to cause injury and that to me is what changes that into the worst possible type of thing because there's no place in the game for people just like committing violence uh, and whatever there's no there was nothing. Never, never get a decision uh, on Mike Dean. There was so much dumb stuff that happened. Mike so, Dean's a dick, man. He's a shit ref and he hates Arsenal. Like that's just a fact. Like, no one can deny that. Yeah. We get so many. Like, I'm. I'm not even like saying here that saying that we should. No, everyone but, agrees with you. No, and but I mean in the fact of I don't like to rely on referee decisions, and I don't. I don't even care that he didn't get a red card today. Like that doesn't bother me. But it's the fact. It's just other shit that Mike Dean does, and I. I just prefer if he didn't ref Arsenal games. Yeah. I don't want to rely on decisions, but like, I don't trust him to make the right decision ever. I don't think any Premier League fans do. I think he's an awful ref, and I don't know how he gets away with it for so long. It's just that to me is the maliciousness is worse to me than the actual act. Yeah, and no, it's a, I, I it requires a kind of arrogance to do that and think you'll get away with it. Because if he'd been red carded or if he was Jacker, he doesn't do that without thinking I'm gone. Yeah, man. As you should I'm be. As you should be. God, there's two things I want to go into, man. All right about this game today the first one is going to be about Partey mm -hmm. and what the fuck are his shots at the moment man he came close with one but you know he hasn't scored for Arsenal yet Not 39 games he's, he, I know but I've seen so many videos like training videos where he's like saying that he's sick at shooting and he's like banging all these shots well he loves to training. try and show us that but... but there's so many occasions today where he's shot and I was like what the fuck are you doing like people in better positions like he, the only way he justifies it if he scores and he he's Furthest thing from that. Even the one that you you were alluding to that was quite close, it really wasn't that close. Like it, it was, was well struck. Foot, it was well struck. It was, it was curling. Foot, at least two or three foot wide of the post. Like that's not the standard that we wanna we wanna see. That someone did a well struck shot that went two or three yards wide, but oh, it was well struck. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, pass the ball. And when we're Possible. looking dangerous, the defenders are just giving him space because they'll know he'll just see goal and go, I'm shooting this, and then it will not go in. I feel like he's obsessed. You know, like when players like just don't relax and they're like they're stressed and they're always like boxers going for the big punch it's mm -hmm. like he, he's always trying to get that goal from outside the box and it just it's not happening like he's not that type of player just like put better attacking players into positions stop, stop trying to bang it from 30 yards so it's, it might happen like one in 50 games but like the the, the odds don't really stack up in his favor if he keeps trying to do that every game and the odds of that going in are lower than keeping the attacking play going yeah so it's a bad decision 
but he needs to stop shooting these and winding me up. If it goes but, in, he's all forgiven, but they won't. They won't, and it's a waste of time. And those attacks, though, like, the opportunity cost of those attacks is a lot. We could have scored a few goals in them ones. Yeah. And not turned over possession. we got to talk about that, man. We've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about the um, Edward go goal. Okay, where do you want to start? <sighs> Who do you think is well, at fault? Sambi shouldn't have lost the, lost the ball in that situation. He was naive. He's a young player. Um, I but that's way up. The pitch, I though. think the best things for these sort of things are that you got to learn from it, and he hopefully will. Um, I was also a bit annoyed at Smith Rowe, to be fair. Um, I feel like on the counter attack, there was a. If you like rewatch it, there's a, there's a point where the ball comes across him, and if he puts a bit of effort in and goes for it, he'd, he'd get the ball. But he kind of lets the ball run, um, and it goes to the Crystal Palace player, and it just. I just didn't think that was good mindset. And although we like high enough praise of Smith Rowe, we've got to be critical when he, he doesn't. That wasn't playing for the badge, what he did today. Um, he was tired and he, he pussied out, basically, um, with that second goal. Um, Ramsdale's positioning was fucking awful for that goal. Um, I hate Leno. Well, no, I don't hate him, but I, I prefer Ramsdale and I don't like Leno as a goalkeeper. But Leno would have saved that, 100%. You think? He's got better positioning. That His positioning was awful. Like, Eduardo... Not Eduardo. Eduardo's shot was an okay shot it was the middle of the goal well, the go- it was goalkeepers- clever because you don't expect that yeah but the goalkeeper's getting beaten at, from what 15-20 yards in the middle of the goal uh, unless it's a deflection like <laughs> it shouldn't be happening his, his positioning was awful like we've been very like pr- praising of him but you, we've got to say that he made a mistake today it's difficult just because it looks like he doesn't he looks like he gets unsighted by the defence because he doesn't react like he can't see it yeah, but I think that's also his position. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, his position yeah, yeah. is poor. I know, I know. It's you, just, you, it's just, it's not like um. He had enough time. It's not to... poor reactions. It's not being given the time. No, no, that's the thing. His reactions weren't even that bad because he reacted quite quickly. But his positioning was so bad that he couldn't react quickly yeah. enough. If that makes. But sense. we talk about Leno as being a shot stopper, quick reactions type of guy. Yeah. Um, him in that same position doesn't save that because of he doesn't get to use his reactions in that situation no I, I think Leno does um, for one reason only I think Leno would have had a better positioning so it's but that would have been positioning not a not a reflexes thing no but that's what I'm saying I'm saying the, the reason the goal went in was because Ramsey had poor positioning mm-hmm. it wasn't to do with his reactions mm-hmm. I don't think anyone but, but when we praised Leno it's usually for his reactions yeah but, Le- but that's what I'm trying to say Leno would have better positioning so the goal wouldn't have gone in in the first place right but I mean, overall, I'd rather Ramsdale was still in goal. Like I, I, I think it's like a, it's it's a weak mistake to make, like for sure. But it's not like an absolute clanger. Do you know what I mean? No, he saved some good ones today as well, though. And that's what I mean. So like overall, like and the first half was the probably the most impressive one to me when he got that shot from uh, Gallagher out from when it came out from the corner as a good stop and. Yeah. Uh, the others were fairly routine, but you, if it's, I mean, it's still good if you make them. If, if you let him in, it's bad. But you know, at least he didn't let him in. He got them saved. It seemed relatively calm. One, he let slip a little bit. One of the first easy tame shots. But I think that's just getting you to the game. But yeah, he will hopefully learn from this. It's his first one that we felt was a, like really kind of avoidable since being Arsenal goalkeeper. In the same way that Sambi's had his a first like. Um, no, not perfect incident happening where we have. That was been... like a Jacker like mistake though, getting caught on the ball and 
you know I mean that that was a typical kind of thing that Jacker would do. So we need to like make sure we hope yeah for sure for sure. Like but once you gain a, a reputation for doing something, you get scrutinised more closely. And I feel like you're, when you've been good yeah, and sure. reliable, um, you don't get the same kind of pressure on you. It's just you get a lot more leeway um, and a, a willingness and a leniency to allow you to learn and get mm-hmm. better and not re- re- repeat your mistakes. So uh, I'm not too worried about, and I'm still very positive on him. Yeah, one thing that I think we've got to take from today's game, though, is Lacazette needs more game time. Yeah, 100% agree. And I think that it's, it's it's strange to me as well because a lot of the games that he's come on this season, and I felt the same in the Brighton game as well, when he comes on, he changes the game. And like you can say like certain players are there, they're good at being impact subs and stuff like that, but I don't get that vibe from Lacazette. I think that he links the attack so well far better than Aubameyang it's not even his um, offensive prowess it's the passing fluidity between the whole front line that changes when he plays even even when you saw him he was coming on with like Pepe was getting more of the ball because he was playing ones and twos that's what I mean it's not I'm not talking about his like shot improvements or positioning over Aubameyang I'm talking about the whole front line's fluidity players players like playing off him though that's why like even though Aubameyang will probably score more goals that the team will score more goals with Lacazette up front if that makes sense because mm-hmm. Aubameyang can play off the left whatever like if, if Arteta wants to play both of them like he can play off the left and he'll score goals from any kind of position but the, t- the team work better with Lacazette because he plays it around and like people play off him and the build up plays far better and we don't have a better option. Like, uh, although Aubameyang will get an, an odd goal, the the team in attack, especially through the middle, won't be anywhere near as fluid. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, so percent. So I'll need to address that. So, what do you think? What do you think that we should start the team against uh, Aston Villa on Friday? What do you think? What's your What's your pre-match thoughts on that? Um. Well, I feel like the back four has got to stay. Um, well, especially the keeper as well. Like Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel and Tierney. But White had a good game today. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you you don't build a, a good defence in four or five games. They need, you know, half a season to really kind of play with each other and they can improve in that aspect. So I'd, I'd keep the back four the same for sure. Um, against Aston Villa, I'd want two holding players. So I'd want Partey and... Maybe Sambi or Maitland Niles. I'll give okay. Maitland Niles a go. Maybe potentially. Um, maybe Sambi needs to not start after his, after his mistake and sit on the bench just to kind of get over. Or just to learn that you're a young player, if you make mistakes, you're not going to get straight back in the team. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of uh, experience for him. Um, Saka might be injured and out. I don't know. Um, I would start him, but we we don't know at this point. Um, I'd like Martinelli to get more game time I'll be honest but I don't see that happening so it's probably going to be a similar front four than today apart from I'd like to see Lacazette in the middle yeah. essentially maybe Lacazette Aubameyang off the left um, and then if, if we've got to go for Pepe on the right then we can I'd rather Saka I'd probably bench Pepe as well mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd, if I'd, bench, fit, I'd bench Pepe if, if Saka's fit play him on the right um, and then Aubameyang on the left Lacazette in the middle and probably Smith Rowe as as a ten, Odegaard can be benched, or he can go further back and play uh, where Maitland Niles, where I said to Maitland Niles to play. Maybe Odegaard could play more deep if we need to shoehorn them in, because I think he's he's looking a bit tired as well. He needs to kind of up up his work rate a little bit. I know that he chases a lot of balls, but I want to see him influence games a little bit more. And what do you think the score will be? Predictions. 
you know, I can see us losing to Aston Villa. Yeah, I feel. I don't feel good now after this game. Um, I was feeling confident for this game actually, but now I now I don't feel confident for the next game. But then Aston Villa have been very inconsistent this season. Mm-hmm. At the same time, so I, f- I, I, I don't know. I feel like after today's game, it's going to be a bit toxic. I think if they get an early goal, it could go a bit wrong. It could be 2-0, man. It could be 3-0. I don't see us scoring, man. I just don't. Yeah. I think think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be 2-1, and it could be 2-1 either way. Um, I'll go 2-1 Arsenal, but I'm not confident with that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not confident right now. All right, all right, all right, man. All right, let's call it there. That's been North London's most read. Post-draw against former legend... Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace and uh, we'll be back on Friday yeah. after the well, we won't be on Friday because um, we won't be on Friday we can't go into that one <laughs> but we'll be yeah, back yeah. over the weekend we, we're getting lit um, <laughs> and we'll be back then so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you soon cheers yeah man bye